All right, welcome along. 1,458 days left to go in the Biden administration. So I have in front of me what every single United States senator should be looking at. And I'm going to get into this as we go throughout the program. And that is the entire transcript of Donald Trump's speech on January 6th. Every single United States senator, in my mind, and I believe in the mind of millions and millions of Americans, should go through word for word what Donald Trump said on January 6th. Which word, which phrase was so incriminating and was the incitement for insurrection? How about Charles E. Schumer today goes incitement for erections? Oh, geez. Okay, Charles E. Um, but which, which phrase was it? Which word was it that incited the insurrection at the Capitol? We'll get to that a little later on um, in the program. But one key thing that I took from it, and again, you know, I don't even think that a lot of journalists in this country have read word for word what the transcript says and what Donald Trump said on January 6th. I don't believe they have. We have some of the most lazy, most stupid, most idiotic people that we put into these big mainstream media journalist positions and we know that they're not even journalists we know that listen i could do a whole program on going through the media and their extensive ties to the democrat party i'll just point out uh for a second i was watching earlier today on the uh today show nbc news which is not news anymore and i'm looking at savannah uh guthrie speaking on there and i think that a lot of people would think oh well she's Im uh impartial she's got no biases about her. I, I I don't know how you could possibly think that after watching Donald Trump's town hall with her um, back uh, along uh, amongst the campaign trail. And you saw how she was just ruthless. She just wouldn't even let, at the time, the president speak. And it was one of the most disgusting things I've ever witnessed. Um, but just go to her, Google her, find out that she's married to Al Gore's form of chief of staff. And then you, so you think about it, when she gets home, right, she's talking to her husband, and I believe it's Michael Feldman in his name, is his name, I don't have it um, in front of me right now. I can uh, do a little research on it real quick. Michael Feldman, is it, yeah, there we are right there, Michael Feldman, American Public Relations and Communications Consultant for a former Democratic political advisor. Feldman was Vice President Al Gore's traveling chief of staff during the 2000 presidential campaign. So there is no possible way that she is going to be an, un, um, an unbiased reporter. It's just not going to happen. Now, um, and like I said, we could go through example after example of it, but you, you, you think you're getting straight news and there's no straight news that you can receive anymore. You know, why is the news media going and trending more towards opinion news? How come the opinion news people get more of the views and more listenership when it comes to radio? Well, that's because at least they come out. Listen, I'm a conservative. Philip, when you listen to the Philip Ward show, you know you're going to get a conservative viewpoint because I'm a conservative. I believe I have conservative values. Those values and principles work. 
our country is at its best when we have a Republican president who actually has conservative values. And that leads me to the transcript of the president here. He points out at some uh, at one uh, part of the speech talking about Mitt Romney, right, and how bad Mitt Romney was. And I think about it. And so the former, the last three presidential candidates, think about it from the Republican ticket, Donald Trump, and then before that, Rhino Mitt Romney. Before Mitt Romney, it was Rhino John McCain. Then before that, looking uh, even further beyond just three presidential candidates, then we had George W. Bush. Well, George Bush has come out now, the um, the mask is off on, on former President Bush. He's a total D.C. swamp establishment guy. That's what he is. Did George H.W. Bush have a part of that? Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. Now it's getting to be before my time. Uh, but, you know, the last great Republican president that we had was Ronald Reagan. Of course, excluding President Donald Trump and everything that he brought to the table. Reagan was no D.C. establishment guy. He just wasn't. He was the governor of California. Then he came into D.C. and he said, you know what? This is a country in trouble. I actually listened to uh, President Reagan's 1981 inaugural address, and he spoke about heroes and how great this country would be if government would just get off of our backs. Well, that's something that Donald Trump ran on as well. And you know what? When you come to D.C., and you run on that message, which is a big, massive, conservative message, I don't see how you lose. I truly don't. I will never believe that Joe Biden, Joe Unity Biden, received 80 million votes from the American people. I just never will. And I know that Donald Trump doesn't believe that as well. And I know that there is a massive portion of Republicans and conservatives in this country, even Democrats as well, that just truly do not believe that. Uh, something I came across, like I said, we'll get into the Trump transcript um, as the program progresses. Something I came uh, across on, uh, written today by Chuck Ross, investigative reporter for the Daily Caller. You know, we always speak about the Christopher Steele Russian dossier, which was salacious and unverifiable. That's from former FBI Director Jim Comey's mouth himself. Listen to this headline. Christopher Steele told the FBI of Clinton's cronies work on a second Trump dossier. We had two dossiers about Donald Trump. Uh, newly declassified FBI notes show that Christopher Steele disclosed details about a Clinton operative's dossier on Donald Trump. Steele told the FBI that Cody Shearer sought to purchase a purported sex tape of Trump with Russian prostitutes from an ethnic Russian businessman who claimed to have ties to Russia's intelligence service. Steele also said he was doubtful of the Shearer dossier because of the reputation of the source, who was identified as a Russian Mansimov. Steele's own dossier has been undercut by... Wait, listen, you don't even have to read about that. We know that it's a lie. And so I go back and I'm reading about this and I'm like, oh my goodness gracious, it's absolutely true. There wasn't just the Steele dossier, but there's this Shearer dossier as well. The Daily Mail reported on it on January 30th of uh, 2018. Exclusive. 
memo written by former journalist Cody Shearer independently sets out some of the allegations made by ex-spy Christopher Steele. The Daily Mail, or excuse me, it wasn't the Daily Mail, it was the Guardian. The FBI inquiry into alleged Russian collusion in the 2016 U.S. presidential election has been given a second memo that independently set out some of the same allegations made in a dossier by Christopher Steele. So how many people, the, the point of this is, how many Americans know about the Steele dossier? And how much of a lie every single last bit of it was. And how the dossier was out there. And remember, it's Clinton funded. Clinton, Hillary Clinton, the Clinton campaign, buying um, the dossier and steals uh, disinformation, Russian disinformation, through Perkins Coie, the law firm, Mark Elias, DNC lawyer, Hillary Clinton's lawyer. And remember, they fund Fusion GPS to hire Steele to write the Russian dot the Steele dossier, which again, salacious and unverifiable. But how many people know that there's a second dossier that was out there? I mean, this elusive plan to take down Donald Trump and to stir up a scandal to vilify Donald Trump by connecting him with the Russians, and again, it all started with Hillary Clinton. This is just unbelievable that something like this would happen in our country. I mean, how can any American who, who reads about this and knows about it, has the information in front of them, can possibly believe in our FBI, in the systems of the DOJ, the CIA, when they both willingly knew about this, that Clinton was going to do this? I it, To me, it's just... It's unbelievable. It's so incredibly sad that this happened in our country. Um, so let's get into some of the news of the day. The National Guards. Remember the total disaster that happened yesterday with the National Guard? The two best governors in our country, when it comes to handling COVID, when it comes to having conservative values, when it comes to just being a great American, I believe we have two. And it's no surprise to me that the two of them were the first two that I saw recalling their National Guard, bringing them back home. Ron DeSantis of Florida. Last night I ordered our uh, guard, our general, to bring the Florida National Guard soldiers home from the National Capital Region because he is never going to allow the Florida National Guard to be sleeping in a parking garage. Now, the next one, and this was last night, actually, Greg Abbott of Texas, Governor Abbott, I have instructed General Norris to order the return of the Texas National Guard to our state. That's leading. Those, that, those are things that leaders do. If you possibly have your people, and they're supposed to be protecting D.C., which now we know was just a publicity stunt, from the beginning, we had rumors about it, and you could just sort of, if you piece things together, you understand, yeah, this was just the Democrats trying to show their force, right? You know, who knows if the National Guard soldiers, act soldiers actually, after they were being vetted, I mean, would you want to protect that guy? Would you want to protect someone saying that you voted for the other guy, and you're a white male? Remember Representative Steve Cohen? saying that there's 75% of them are white males and 90% of white males voted for 
Donald Trump. So this you can't be trusted in the National Guard. That's what he was saying. I mean, how does that make you feel, right? Do you have confidence in your so-called commander-in-chief? Crazy. Um, now, let's get into some of the um, impeachment news. Chief Justice Roberts. Now, this came three days ago. Uh, Politico was the first, was reporting on it. Uh, the, uh, I looked it up. It's from Yahoo News here, Tim O'Donnell. Chief Justice John Roberts reportedly wants no part whatsoever of Donald Trump's impeachment trial. Political reporting, constitutionally speaking, Chief Justice John Roberts is meant to preside over President Trump's impeachment trial, but he apparently wants out. Now, Rand Paul, I was just watching on Fox News, was saying that Chief Justice Roberts is not going to preside over this. He doesn't even want to come to do this. Multiple Republican and Democratic sources have reportedly told Political that Roberts is seeking a way to avoid the job because of how things played out when he oversaw Trump's first impeachment trial last year. Roberts, as Politico notes, has worked hard to keep the Supreme Court apolitical during, apolitical during his tenure. Yeah, obviously, he votes with the liberals half the time. This is, this is, it's a 5-4 conservative majority, it ain't 6-3. Roberts is, is half a liberal as far as I'm concerned, if not 75% liberal. Um, so he reportedly was displeased that he became a top target of the left during the proceedings. One source telling Politico he wants no further part of this. Now, as far as impeachment goes, Nancy Pelosi um, today saying that she's going to deliver the article of, remember, it's one article of impeachment, incitement of insurrection. She's going to deliver that to the Senate on Monday. Um, that'll trigger the Trump trial, which again is totally, as far as I'm concerned, illegitimate. It should never be a thing. It shouldn't take place at all. And any Republican senator that possibly votes to impeach the president and say that he's guilty of the article of impeachment, incitement of insurrection, it, you probably face primary challenges. Um, Charles E. Schumer, now Senate Majority Leader Charles E. Schumer. This is uh, in CNN, fake news, CNN. Senate impeachment trial arguments to start on February 5th. Quote, the second Senate impeachment trial of former President Donald Trump scheduled to begin on February 9th after Senate leaders reached a deal to push it back, giving Trump's legal team more time to prepare and Senate Democrats a chance to consider COVID-19 legislation, right? Because I guess the Republicans aren't considering it, just the Democrats, and to confirm President Joe Biden's cabinet. Now, we have some news about Donald Trump today. Donald Trump has spoken today. This is in the Washington Examiner. Rob Crilly writes, quote, the headline, Trump plays cards close to his chest when asked about future plans. In West Palm Beach, Florida, former President Donald Trump gave nothing away about his plans for life after the White House as he dined with friends at his golf club on Friday. This is what Trump said, quote, will do something, but not just yet, he said. Uh, then an aide to the former chief executive swooped in and swiftly ended the interaction. Those words, his first marked uh, uh, since he left the White House on Wednesday after he flew to Florida. Listen to this. Minutes earlier, House Democratic leaders announced that they intended to send an article of impeachment to the Senate uh, on Monday, as he just went through. Uh, Friday marked the second consecutive day 
that his motorcade drove the short distance from his private club Mar-a-Lago to his golf course. Uh, now, I believe that this is this is good for the president, for the former president. I really do believe. You know, take a break, former President Trump, and just you know enjoy life for what it is. It's Friday, by the way. After you know we get out of here uh, tonight, that's what I encourage everyone on this who listens to this program to do. Enjoy the weekend for what it is. But I I want you know it's good to hear that he's going to be doing something. I don't know. There's talk about this Patriot Party. Talk about a Trump news network. I truthfully have no idea um, what he's going to do, but as far as I'm concerned, it will probably be a success given that just about everything the man does is uh, successful. How about Joseph Robin Yu Biden today? Now, all throughout the campaign, what is he saying? He's going to be the one to fix COVID, right? Here's his exact quote today. There's nothing, nothing we can do to change the trajectory of the pandemic in the next several months. So basically give up, do nothing because there's nothing that we can do. And oh, it's not Biden's fault, come on. He inherited a mess from Donald Trump. Nothing we can do. It's a man that gives up. That's what Joe Biden is. How can anyone have confidence in a President Joe Biden? I know that I don't. And I'm counting down the days with 1,458 left to go. I just, I honest to God, I want the man out. I have no faith in him whatsoever. Keystone XL Pipeline, he wants to destroy that, which, by the way, is the safest way to move crude oil. So if you don't have the pipeline, what are you going to do? Put it in trucks? And then this way you get leaks and spillage from there? I mean, even human, people kind, liberal as can be, climate change, man-made climate change, existential threat, Justin Trudeau is opposing it. By the way, he spoke to uh, Joe Biden today on the phone did uh prime minister justin trudeau i can't imagine how that went um so anyway so i want to get into what every single united states senator should be doing and i i really don't have any trust in them i have no faith in our senate i'm sorry to say that but i really don't but this is what they should do now i have in front of me well, as rush does i think it's the best thing to do to let you know obviously there's no uh, images when it comes to radio just got to take my word for it i have it in front of me here the transcript of donald trump's speech quote save america rally on january 6th now the article of impeachment is incitement for insur of insurrection so just plainly looking up again if you're a united states senator this is i believe what you should be doing look up the legal definition of incitement so, quote, the essence of the law of incitement is that a person, that being the inciter, urges another person or persons, the incitee or incitees, to commit a criminal offense. A longstanding form of liability at common law that has been restated in English law in part two of the Serious Crime Act of 2007. So, there's your definition, is that the person urged another person or persons to commit a criminal offense. Now, before I get into the transcript, we know, because we've gone through the timeline extensively, the FBI says that this started at 12.40 p.m. Donald Trump started speaking at 12 o'clock. His speech ran, I have it here, an hour and 13 minutes. So if after he got them all riled up, right, all these Trump supporters, he gets them fired up, 
He's inciting them, go go perform an insurrection, right? Let's do, we'll go through the transcript. Don't take my word for it. This is the transcript. I'll, uh, if, if the words are in here, I'll read them to you. But I haven't seen them yet, and I've gone through it myself before. I don't think anyone else has, has seen it, because guess what? It doesn't exist. So, um, did he, and again, if, if, if you were at the Trump speech, there's no possible way you could have gotten to the Capitol in time for the instruction. You would have had to leave five minutes before he even started speaking. So, is it pre-planned? Yes, every indication shows that this was a pre-planned attack. So to impeach him over this, it's exactly like, and I remember last year when this happened, we had to go through the transcript of the phone call that they wanted to impeach him about it, about how this whistleblower came forward, right? Lieutenant Colonel, uh, Vin, or um, what's his name? I remember Lieutenant Colonel Vidman, that piece of trash. Um, but remember Eric Charmella, who was the whistleblower, former Biden guy, Eric Charmella. And again, it was hearsay. He wasn't in on the conversation. He never heard about it. He heard this. Uh, he never heard the conversation for himself. Someone told him about the conversation. That's how bogus and phony this all was. So let's get into this one. That being the definition of incitement. Does anything in this transcript show that the president incited insurrection? Here, and I'm not going to read it word for word. That would take way entirely too long. It's Friday. We want to all get out of here. But I'll run, I'll skim it for you. The media will not show magnitude of this crowd. Even when I turned on today, look, saw thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of American patriots committed to the honesty of our elections in our glorious republic. Our country has had enough. We will stop the steal. This was not a close election. I won bigger than first. Almost 75 million people. By the way, does anyone believe Joe Biden had 80 million votes? This is, these are the, uh, the, the, I guess you want to call it the top sentence in all the paragraphs of the transcripts. Uh, there's never been anything like this. We'll not let them silence your votes. I'd love to have tens of thousands of people would be allowed. The military secret service we want to thank you and the police enforcement. Uh, what an absolute disgrace. This could be happening to our constitution. I hope Mike Pence does the right thing and we win the election. Uh, this is from the number one or certainly one of the top constitutional lawyers in our country. He has the right to do it. We're supposed to protect our country. I spoke to Mike. I said, Mike, that doesn't take courage. What takes courage is to do nothing. That takes courage. And then we're stuck with a president who lost the election by a lot. The crowd chanting, we love Trump. Again, have you ever heard a crowd chant, we love Biden or we love you? By the way, this goes all the way back to the Washington Monument. Do you believe this? No, look, but look at behind you. I'd wish they'd flip the cameras and look behind you. It's an amazing sight. Anything so far inciting an insurrection? They'll knock out Lincoln. Um, he was saying about cancel culture. Uh, then we have a little sign. You heard our monuments. You heard our heroes go to jail 10 years. They could use Rudy back in New York City. Rudy, they want you back in New York. We're gathered together in the heart of our nation's capital. Uh, they have no idea. They've totally lost control. They've used the pandemic. We're speaking about Democrats. Sir, we'll never let this happen. That's good. But what about eight weeks ago? Then they try to get you to go, uh, sir, in four years, you're guaranteed. I'm not interested right now. Do me a favor. Go back eight weeks. For years, Democrats have gotten away with election fraud and weak Republicans. We have some good Republicans like Jim Jordan, some of these guys. 
Many Republicans, I helped get them in. I helped get them elected. I helped Mitch get elected. I could name 24 of them. The weak Republicans, I really believe it. I'm going to use the term weak Republicans. You got a lot. You got a lot of great ones, but you got weak ones. They've turned a blind eye as Democrats enacted policies that chipped away our jobs. Uh, this year, using the pretext of the China virus and the scam of mail-in ballots, Democrats attempted the most brazen, brazen and outrageous election theft. All of a sudden, it started to happen at 10 in the evening. Don't forget when... Yeah, here's the part I was uh, referring to. Don't forget when Romney got beat. Uh, Romney, I wonder if he enjoyed his flight in last night, but when Romney got beaten, he stands up like you're more typical. We'd like to congratulate the victor. Who was the victor? Mitt, I'd like to congratulate. They don't go away. Remember, again, this is word for word what Trump says, so sometimes the sentences don't sound correctly how a person speaks. It happens. Uh, we look at the facts. Our lecture was so corrupt. Uh, let's see. Our media is not free. It's not fair. Then he goes after Section 230. We come to demand that Congress do the right thing um, and only count the electors who have been lawfully slated. Now, listen to this. I know this is the most important sentence of the entire transcript. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Did you get that? Peacefully and patriotically. Together we'll see whether Republicans stand for election integrity or whether or not they stand strong for our country. Four more years I thought would be easy. We got to the biggest regulations, goes through some of his accomplishments, right to try. Um, we have 9,000 people that treat our veterans horribly. Uh, look at, how about our National Guard treat, getting treated horribly, right? Last night by Joseph Robin Ubud. We've taken care of things. We've done things like nobody's ever thought possible. I believe this election, which was a catastrophe when I watched and even these guys knew what happened. They're saying, wow, Pennsylvania's insurmountable. Wisconsin, look at that big lead. Um, and then Texas is going to be close. We set a record. We set a record with Hispanic, the black community. We set a record with everybody. By the way, it's much important that it was 24 hours ago. I spoke to Purdue and Leffler, two great people, but it was a setup. We have no back line anymore. I want to thank more than 140 members of the House. They are warriors. I want to thank uh, the 13 most courageous members of the Senate, Cruz, Johnson, Shadowless, Leffler. Uh, again, Leffler, I'll tell you, she's been so great. She worked so hard. She, uh, so let's give her and David a little special head because it was rigged, rigged against them. I actually think, though, that it takes, again, more courage not to uh, step up. Now, remember, why am I going? Geez, Philip, you're awfully boring tonight. Well, listen, this is part of politics. This is part of the political process. I want to be able to say, and again, if you're listening here, that um, everyone who can go through this as I'm doing it, this is what every single United States senator should be doing, should be looking for the incitement for insurrection. So far, I have not found it. And I don't think anyone listening to this has heard it either. Some of the people here disagree with me. I just say, you got people, you got to let people live. How does that play though? Number one, it's the right thing to do. How does that play politically? It's the primary reason. One of the primary reasons that there was just pure cheating. As you know, the media is constantly asserting the outrageous lie. There was no evidence of widespread voter fraud. Uh, it used to be that they'd argue with me. I'd fight, so I'd fight, they'd fight, I'd fight, they'd fight. 
you'd believe me, you'd believe them. Somebody comes out, uh, they had their point of view, but you have an argument. Uh, now watch all the sets will go off. They can't do because what? Well, they can't do that because they won't get good ratings. Uh, now where is Hunter? And how come Joe was allowed to give a billion dollars of money to get rid of the prosecutor in Ukraine, Victor Shokin? Now they don't talk about that. We have a corrupt media. They've gone silent. You have one of the dumb, dumbest governors in the United States talking about Governor Kemp in Georgia. At the request of David Perdue, he said he was, a friend of mine is running for a governor. What's his name? You know the rest. He was in fourth, fifth place. I don't know. He was way doing poorly. I endorsed him. He went up like a rocket ship, and he won. Um, I had a campaign against Michelle who, Obama and Barack Hussein Obama against Stacey. I had Kemp. He weighs 130 pounds. Played offensive line in football. I'm trying to figure that out. Um, must have been a small team. He says uh, it was a disaster, but this stuff happens. Look, I'm not happy with the Supreme Court. They love to rule against me. I picked three people. I fought like hell for them. One in particular I fought. They said, sir, cut him loose. He's killing us. The senators, very loyal senators. They're all very loyal people. Sir, cut him loose. He's killing us. He says, uh, no, I won't do that. We got him through. Uh, he says, I read a story in one of the newspapers recently. Oh, I control the Supreme Court justice. I control them. They're the puppets I read about Bill Barr, that he's my personal attorney. Says the Supreme Court, they love to rule against me. Why? Because the story is I haven't spoken to any of them since virtually they got in. But still, the story is they're my puppets. And now they're the only way that they can get out because they hate that. It's not good on the social circuit. So let's rule against Trump. Uh, it shows you the media's genius. In fact, probably if I was the media, I'd do the same way. I hate to say it, but we got to straighten them out today for the sake of our democracy, for the sake of our Constitution. Again, another page goes by, still no incitement of insurrection. Uh, in every single swing state, local officials, state officials, almost all Democrats made illegal and unconstitutional changes to election procedures. Uh, so in a nutshell, you can't make a change on voting for federal election unless the state legislature approves it. In Pennsylvania, the Democrat Secretary of State and the Democrat State Supreme Court justices illegally abolished the signature verification requirements. They did this just 11 days prior to the election. Over 8,000 ballots in Pennsylvania were cast by people whose names and date of births match individuals who died in 2020 and prior to the election over 14,000 ballots were cast out of state so these voters that don't live in the state and by the way these numbers are what they call outcome uh determined determinative meaning the numbers far surpass uh what he lost by more than 10,000 voters in pennsylvania illegally counted um again another page gone folks no incitement of insurrection so far maybe it'll come at the end right uh, more than 600,000 ballots and 60,000 ballots, excuse me, in Pennsylvania were reported, received back. Uh, 25,000 ballots in Pennsylvania requested by nursing home residents, all in a single giant batch, not legal, indicating an enormous illegal ballot harvesting operation. Pennsylvania has seen all of this. They didn't know because it was so quick. They had a vote. They voted. But now they see all the stuff and it comes to light. The only way that can happen is to not recertify the votes uh, is if Mike Pence agrees to send it back. 
Mike has to agree, and many people in Congress want it sent back and take of uh, and take of what you're doing. Let's say you don't do it. Somebody says, "Well, we have to obey the Constitution." Uh, well, you're protecting our country. You're protecting the Constitution. Uh, think of what happens. Let's say they're stiffs and they're stupid people, and they say we really don't have a choice. Uh, continuing on. You have a president who lost all of these states, or you will have a president, to put it another way, who was voted on by a bunch of stupid people who lost all of these things. You will have an illegitimate president. Uh, just like the suppression polls that said we're going to lose Wisconsin by 17 points, well, we won Wisconsin. They don't have it that way because they lose just by a little uh, sliver. But they have me down the day before the Washington Post, ABC, down by, did you hear that? ABC, my voice there. ABC poll down 17 points. I called up a real poster. I said, what is it, sir? He said, sir, that's a suppression poll. I think you're going to win Wisconsin. Uh, just like the radical left tries to blacklist you on social media every time I put a tweet out, even if it's totally correct, I get a flag. Uh, for some reason, Mitch and the group, they don't want to put uh, it in there. Section 230, right? He said, I've been telling Republicans, get rid of Section 230. Two months ago, we had a massive crowd come down to Washington. What are they there for, sir? Uh, they, they're there for you. He said, we've got nothing to do with it, right? He says, the ones that aren't any good, the Liz Cheney's of the world. And by the way, the Liz, Liz Cheney now um, is getting, it has a primary opponent in Wyoming. Um, he said, we got to get rid of them. Again, no insurrection. We're getting closer to the end. Um, da, 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 da. ISIS Caliphate, you've get, gone through all these accomplishments before. Uh, over 170,000 absentee votes counted in Wisconsin without a valid ballot application. They came in duffel bags. Uh, according to eyewitness testimony, postal service workers in Wisconsin were also instructed to illegally backdate approximately 100,000 ballots. Stacey Abrams, she took them to lunch in Georgia, uh, beat her two years ago with a bad candidate Kemp, but the Democrats took the Republicans to lunch because the Secretary of State had no clue what the hell was happening Fulton County and by the way we still don't have an audit uh, in Fulton County as far as I'm concerned uh, they should find those votes they should absolutely find just over 11,000 that's all we need they defrauded us out of a win in Georgia we're not going to forget it water main burst everybody leave which we now know was a total lie then uh 1 a.m Georgia Secretary of State pathetic governor of Georgia saying I'm a great president I sort of Maybe after change, he said the other day, I disagree with the president, but that's been a great president. Remember at 134, legally scanning for nearly two hours unsupervised? Uh, he says over 10,300 ballots in Georgia were cast by individuals whose names and dates of birth matched Georgia residents who died in 2020. Each of these ballots is uh, far more than we need. 66,000 votes in Georgia cast by individuals under the legal Voting aids. Now, again, as I as I continue to read this, and again, I'm doing this from the from the perspective of if I was a sitting United States senator, as I believe the whole entire country should want our U.S. senators to do, you have to go through this. You cannot discredit any single or discount or not read any single part of this. You have to go through every single part of the transcript and see does it rise to the level of incitement. Does it urge another person or persons to commit a criminal offense? Uh, continuing, almost done, by the way. In the state of Arizona, 36,000 ballots illegally cast by non-citizens. 2,000 ballots returned with no address. More than 22,000 ballots returned before they were supposedly mailed out. 
150,000 people registered in Mayacopa County after the registration deadline. 103,000 ballots in the county were sent for electronic adjudication with no Republican observers. Remember, you know, as we go through this too, take the context for what it's worth. How is it that we have a free and fair election when all of this stuff happened? Uh, any of these things uh, would have taken care of the situation. We won Nevada. Every one of these states were going over, we win. In Michigan, the Secretary of State flooded the state with unsolicited mail-in ballot applications sent to every person on the rolls in direct violation of state law. More than 17,000 Michigan ballots cast by individuals whose names and dates of birth matched people who were deceased. In Wayne County, you had 174,000 ballots counted without being tied to an actual registered voter. A career employee of Detroit testified under penalty of perjury that she witnessed citizen city workers coaching voters to vote straight Democrat. Now, um, with the, got about 10 minutes left uh, in the president's speech. Have we found something that rises to the level of incitement? Not yet. 6.31, early hours of the morning after voting had ended, Michigan suddenly reported 147,000 votes. An astounding 94% went to Joe Biden. In addition, there's the highly troubling matter of Dominion voting systems. In Michigan County, in one Michigan County alone, I believe it was um, Wayne County, 6,000 votes were switched from Trump to Biden. Uh, the uh, chairman of Georgia Judiciary Subcommittee, Senator Ligon, Ligon highly respected on elections, um, has written a letter describing his concerns with Dominion. He wrote, and I quote, the Dominion voting machines employed in Fulton County had an astronomical and astounding 93% error rate. The letter continued, clear evidence that tens of thousands of votes were switched from Trump to former Vice President Biden in several Georgia counties. He says, I could go on and on about this fraud that took place in every state and all these legislatures want this back. I don't want to do it to you because I love you and it's freezing out here. But I could just go on forever. Again, where's the incitement? Uh, the crowd started chanting, we love you. He says, so when you hear, while there is no evidence to prove wrongdoing, this is the most fraudulent of anybody's ever seen, a criminal enterprise. It's a disgrace that the United States, that in the United States, tens of millions of people are allowed to go vote without so much as even showing identification. Uh, the Republicans have to get tougher. Now, he says, this was a landslide. They said it's not American to challenge the election. Well, remember, Democrats have done it in all the past elections uh, where Republicans have won. This is the most corrupt election in the history, maybe of the world. You could go to third world countries, but I don't think they had hundreds of thousands of votes and they don't have voters uh, for them, no matter where you go, nobody would think this. It's so egregious. It's so bad. With your help, over the last four years, we've built the greatest political movement in the history of our country. Again, we got two pages left to go. Where's the incitement for an insurrection? That's what I don't know. Maybe it'll come on the last page, right? Oh, with your help, we finally we'll, we'll finally pass powerful uh, requirements for a voter ID. 
you need an id to cash a check you need an id to go to a bank buy alcohol drive a car every person should need to show an id in order to cast your most important thing a vote all these tech monopolies again section 230 are going to abuse their power and interfere in our elections and it has to be stopped and republicans have to get a lot tougher notice there that one of the common themes throughout is that republicans have to get tougher um looking at all these amazing patriots here today i have never been maybe the insurrection will come here maybe the incitement will come right here i've never been more confident in our nation's future i have to say this we have to be a little bit more careful it's a nice statement but we have to be careful with the statement if we allow this group of people to illegally take over our country it's illegal when the votes are illegal when the way they got there is illegal when the states that vote are given false and fraudulent information we are the greatest country on earth and we are headed in the right direction well, the wall's built we're doing record numbers at the wall by the way biden's halting the uh, wall being built because why would we have border security now they want the wall taken down let's let everyone flow in we did a great job on the wall remember the wall and then again here you go ready this is the last part of it our brightest days are before us our greatest achievements um still wait i think our great achievement will be election security because nobody until i came along had any idea how corrupt elections were now this is literally the last part of it and i have yet to see anything that would incite an insurrection our exciting adventures our boldest endeavors have not yet begun my fellow americans for our movement for our children for our beloved country i say this despite all that's happened the best is yet to come so here you go ready so we're going to walk down pennsylvania avenue i love pennsylvania avenue and we're going to the capitol and we're going to try and give period period dot 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 the democrats are hopeless they're never voting for anything not even one vote but we're going to try and give our republicans the weak ones because the strong ones don't need any of our help we're going to try and give them the kind of pride and boldness they need to take back our country so let's walk down pennsylvania avenue thank you all god bless you god bless america thank you all for being here this is incredible thank you all very much thank you now did anything through all of that uh rise to the level of incitement where the essence of law of incitement remember is that a person urges another person or persons to commit a criminal offense we've just gone through the whole transcript again as every single united states senator should do when it comes to this fake bogus impeachment trial will democrats do it no i guarantee you they won't but senate republicans you have to now i don't uh, truly i don't believe that 17 uh republicans will join with the democrats to get um a majority and uh find donald trump guilty of inciting an um an insur uh insurrection because it's it's not there and we've just gone through it every united states senator should do like we just did on this program and go through it now with that boy that was a lot of reading i hope uh hope you still have uh my uh uh the attention of uh well me here but listen that's something that that i believe needed to be done because now guess what me 
all the listeners of this program, we can all say, well, we went through the transcript. We know why these people shouldn't vote to find Donald Trump guilty. Why um, he should be acquitted on this one fake bogus incitement of insurrection uh, impeach article of impeachment. So with that, as we carry on 1,458 days left to go, enjoy the weekend, do whatever it is that makes you happy. Back here, see you here on Monday.